Yo, Bailey, what was your, what was your, uh, what was your fitted size? Uh, it sounded really dirty. I'm sorry. That did. It sounded something entirely upside down. You gonna fuck your head up and be like one size fits all? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I I I can't remember. I think the last fitted I can recall was the St. Louis Rams for some reason. Holla. And uh, I, I I have a small head. You might want to be a fitted uh, head. So I want to say maybe like a seven and a half to compensate, so that I didn't feel weird because I had a significantly slender head. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. And I, I, my, my issue came in with the with the sides. <laughs> you know, you could put your hands right in there and still hold my head completely independent of the hat itself. There was a head in there, and someone else's probably too. Enough room for two heads. Oh my god! You know. So I just decided no more, no more fitteds. Just the leather strap in the back of the hat. There we go. You know, old navy hats. Yo, I got uh, one. Did you have a polo hat? Yo, what was that? Did you have a polo hat? Remember when polo hats was popular? Yo, the little polo hats that everybody with the polo shirt. I mean, I've recently upgraded to the flat cap. Uh, common circa. 2000 and anything past that universal mind control oh, bullshit. Yeah. I'm wearing those, you know, so that, that works out. We're talking out about well. you again, Common. Yep. <laughs> this is not the first time. I don't I'm know who that it. is, and that's nothing personal. Uh, you're not going to get my ass kicked. Bastards. Yo, sit down, yo. I'm already up. Do you guys, do you guys, do you incorporate quotes from the movie? Inglorious Bastards. Do you incorporate no. Ooh. Not yet, but that's Ooh, right. That's just, a bingo. That's what I'm here for. So. Just fucking do it. Go ahead. <laughs> just fucking do it. Go ahead. <laughs> just go, go ahead. Let's me. I don't want to do it. You want to fucking do it? Go ahead. No, 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 no. You do it. You do I am Ehas, and we have the bastards in the building. We are in Ant Man Studios right now, and we got everybody in the building. We have a special guest tonight. Uh, um, I don't mean to interrupt you. I know that's a prerequisite to an ass whooping. I would um, just like to make sure that everyone knows that I'm in the current stages of a name change, uh, not a sex change, because that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going by my middle name now. It's a psychological thing, but it has helped improve my maturity. 
vastly. I hate being a junior. I don't know if anyone here is a junior and has ever felt nope. overwhelmed by living <laughs> in the shadow of someone, but it's something that I have dealt with, and so I am now going by my middle name first. So, And eventually it'll be legal, but my name is Mansfield. Just for all those in attendance. Mansfield? Oh, that's I apologize for being pretentious. Oh, Mansfield. But I'm just, uh, that's just, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's hey, I never knew that was his real he, middle name. I was, yeah. listen, you know, that was, that's what we're, uh, that's what I was about to do. I was going to let you introduce yourself. Oh, so, well, let me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> this time with an accent. Um, anybody have an accent? You don't want to hear our accent. You don't want to hear our I want a one. suggestion, but if you want to try one, you can take the pressure <laughs> off of me because I didn't want to do it in the first place. This is getting angry. So it's on you like now. Oh, God. You got to so... deliver. You got to piss him off so you talk like Canadian. <laughs> you, you, Canadian? Yeah, it's got to piss him off. Oh, you you got a Drake accent? I don't have a Drake Let accent. Let me hear the Drake accent. He has a Jericho accent. I have a, a Jericho? Yeah, yeah. I have a Jericho accent. Chris Jericho. Yes. Yes. Please. Please. I can't do it now. As the pressure's on. Don't worry about it. the pressure's on. Because yeah, whatever you do won't be an, impre- won't be an won't impressive be, impression. Uh-huh. Be bar- well, I mean, how many people would be impressed with a Chris Jericho impression? Raise your hand. I'll, 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 be, I'll be impressed. Just okay, now the pressure's on. Four out of... You know, I put my hands just because I want to see the pressure. I can't do a Chris Jericho. I can't. <laughs> so I, I'm not... Well, yeah, I don't know how the introductions work, but please, gentlemen... Well, absolutely. No, we're, we're just in, uh, like I said, we're here, um, and uh, we have a special guest in the building, and you can introduce yourself formally to the people and let them know who you are. I apologize for chewing candy in years. <laughs> I said, go ahead. <laughs> hell of an introduction. I said, <laughs> That's hell of an introduction. That was a hell of an introduction. But, uh, yeah, we are here in Ant-Man Studios as usual. And um, it's been a minute since we um, actually did an episode. Or has and it? Or has it? <coughs> dun, dun, dun. The power of technology. Figuratively speaking, right? My, my hoodie. Yeah, and I put it literally. Halfway over my shoulder. Me a freak. You look like a... <laughs> you look like the least... <laughs> down, least downloaded <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy character. <laughs> <laughs> I was oddly specific, man. I was oddly specific. Oh, Sir Ernest. <laughs> Sir Ernest Strong. So, so yeah. Comes with a sword and like a fucking pouch with alcohol in it. Oh, you set up a whole other scene. Sword with a pouch of alcohol. He got a sword, but, he's, but he, every time he attacks, he just shoot people. <laughs> he's got like a weird instrument that's only... Relevant to that, we're like, it's not a sword, it's a Baku. Remember that intro we saw on Monday? What? At, um, at World Wide Cafe, that freaking... Oh, it was like a half ukulele. <laughs> half, half, half broken guitar that Jeff Jarrett used to use. Oh. It was like a piece of Jeff Jarrett's guitar <laughs> yeah. taped to a ukulele with, with like three strings right. on it. And and the most depressing songs came out of it. Ever. Yeah, and, and the guy who was performing him, his head was shaped... Like an, a hexagon. <laughs> it was really. I've never seen a person yeah, with a hexagon like a, shaped. He like a, a bad Umbach character. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was. He was a. He was a shitty shaped person. And he had like. He had like the shittiest like songs ever. Like. I know. Yeah, I was watching the news today though. How sad was it? 
Huh? How sad was it? Yo, the news is a piece of shit. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> how much time they spent talking about um, Bull changing to a girl? No, fuck him. I'm not even giving him any. Well, fucking... you can now. <laughs> oh, oh, that no, was no, cute. He's a lesbian. Oh, he's uh, fuck him for this. Here's where the ring comes me. back full circle. Nah. Go <laughs> Fuck him for confusing the shit out of me. <laughs> he is confusing the shit out of me. I don't know what he is. I don't know what it is. He's like, I'm I'm getting an ESPY award for being an Olympian with courage, but I'm not a man anymore. I'm Caitlyn, but I don't like men. I love women. So I don't really want to have sex with women, but I am a woman. I am a lesbian. My name is Bruce. No, call me Caitlyn. Like, what is wrong with you? He's Mr. Garrison. He's... Oh, but, shit. That's a good one. Yo. That's true, yo. But Mr. Garrison, but Mr. Garrison, like he was gay, then he just turned to a girl and was fucking dudes. This nigga. No, he became he became a lesbian. He did become a lesbian for a minute, but he realized that that wasn't for him. Scissor, let's scissor. Scissor me timbers. My thing is, I don't understand how you want to cut something that's been with you from like the gate. I mean, I don't. I mean, some people. I don't think he's getting that though. He is. I think he got cut. No, I think he's just. I don't think he's getting it. I don't think he's like changing sexes. I think the less we know about he said he was getting the less we know about below the belt, the better, man. Yeah, I really don't care if he has a penis or not. Yeah, it, it, and honestly, he, he, and apparently he doesn't care about that either. So. I don't care about those situations in general. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to need him to like stop taking a sports center so I can watch baseball highlights until the final start. See, I but mean, then it's like, well, what? He done me an sports center's done. Creating that bad bitch at his college center. Uh, this is not dropping till August. <laughs> Just Neil Edwards. Oh, wait, what's the stand. age of the set? Those are the only two people. Oh, this is not dropping till August. And the bald dude, I can't remember his name though. Scott Van Peebles. Scott, yeah, Scott Van. An Alberman sometimes, but he's a bit of a douche. <laughs> he has his own show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's just, he's a bit of a douche. That's why he has his own show because he can't talk to people. <laughs> uh, I I totally. I, I totally didn't even want to talk about um, that whatever that thing was. Yeah. I, that thing just it confused me. Now I don't even like my day is stressed. The rest of my night is stressed. <laughs> out. I'm really Sorry. stressed out now because I don't even no because that apologize. thing confuses me and it bothers my life. <laughs> Jenner, I just say Jenner. I don't know who the person is because it confuses the living no shit out gender, of me. Gender. No gender, Joe. No gender, Joe. Bruce gender. Bruce gender. That's the new gender, Bruce. <laughs> You call Juicy J? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yo, you've been failing with the jokes all night, cuz. I'm gonna knock one out hey, the park. Hey, it made me man. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, regrettably, man. but Thank it you, did. Man, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Nah, we've got to Thank you. you. We, can't, we can't endorse this nigga. No, we can't. Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> but you know what? George Carlin said that when you live outside of America, you get a ticket to the circus. And when you live in America, you have a front row seat to the freak show. So we're losing all the, like, all the rules are being rewritten for the next generation because there will be a generation that knows Bruce Jenner as Caitlyn and just accepts that. We don't because we're not used to this shit. But new people coming up will accept it and he'll die one day and no one will give a fuck. Holy shit. You know, so that's just, just, you know. I mean, I'm not saying I want him to die because he's a transsexual, but he's going to die whether I want him to die or not, so... You know, we won't be talking about him in a few years, so fuck it. Yeah. And fuck it. Rest and in peace to, to Stuart Scott. I feel like that award is now meaningless. Because you can get it just for cutting your dick off and getting tits. Like, 
It's an aesthetic. That's called courage. That's courage. Oh. I, yeah, it's all right. Courage. Well, I mean, if I if I we decide, can just make women. Women should be upset about this. They're very encouraging, but we can make women now. You that, can just. That's pretty <laughs> fucked up. And I think it's. If I told you guys, yeah, I'm gonna cut my dick off. I don't think the first thing that's gonna come to your mind is, yo, you're courageous. I must say, you have <laughs> courage. My first thought is, like, no, my yeah, first yeah, thought is, you, you had one to begin with. You <laughs> said <So>, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Keep that on deck for this motherfucker. Yeah. We gotta keep that on deck all night for, for Reef. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is gonna be named in honor of Reef, yo. The bomb. It, it is. <laughs> this is gonna be Rejected Jokes Reef. <laughs> but anyway, like, nah, I, I don't I don't really um I I don't like Bruce Jenner. I don't know. I guess that's what I I guess that's the only thing I can think about. I don't I don't I don't but, care for him. Yeah, like it was it, yeah, like the I news stresses me out because I see I see that and that shit bothers the living shit out of me. Then it comes on and it's just like, as soon as it comes on, it's like, man shot in West Philadelphia. And I'm like, all right, man okay. shot in North Philadelphia. Cool. <laughs> Strawberry Mansion cop involved in shooting. Oh shit, man killed. Oh, okay. And then it's like, then it goes into woman raped in Rittenhouse. I'm like. Why do bitches keep jogging down there? But <laughs> that is a good question. That, no, that's 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 wrong. That's that's, that's politically incorrect. But, but it is kind of a good question. Who gives I mean, shit? Just, who cares? None of us are politicians. None of us fucking man. I would just stay away. No, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into blaming women to be to no, getting no, raped. I'm just saying if if I know that this robbery is going on, I'm not going to leave my fucking door unlocked either. Yeah, but it can happen anywhere. It's women women getting raped in Cobb's Creek. Women's getting raped in Wittenhouse. There's different meanings of rape. What rape are we talking about? Oh, Jesus. Oh, We're not going back to this. Welcome back. Tell you same time. Keep on hitting the rewind button on this shit. Yo, our sponsors are going to leave us, yo. So, but no, nah, but, but like everything on the news, like basically it'll be like, it's crazy. It'll just be like, you know, man killed, fire here, this person's dead, this dude cut his dick off, have a great night, and, and, then, and then you go to sleep on that shit, then you wake up the next morning, good morning, over the night, more people killed, more fires, death, it's gonna rain today, have a good day, and then like, you just go through your day with these, with these, these thoughts, and, and you think about how bad your fucking neighborhood is, and how bad everything is and I don't know like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like the media just shoving and you always people always ask like is there are there more negative things going on than positive things or are the are the media or is the media just focusing on on the the negative aspects of the community is is the is the is the media really just trying to polarize these these negative things that are happening in our communities. Yeah, I don't know they like I, and brings, um, so, brings. so my my question my question is what do y'all think? Like do y'all think that the media the media is polariz- polarizing these things or is it an honest portrayal of what's going on? Reef. I think that um the media really does because at the end of the day, it's like 
all they care about is viewers and how many hits they get and what the headline is. They don't really care about informing people like that. They don't really care about, you know, it's not like old news back when niggas was like the town crier saying like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Four people died of cholera. Get the fuck home. <laughs> it really is just like, all right, what is the most fucked up outlandish stuff that we can do to keep these people under our control and under our thumb? And then they'll lead with that. And then they'll sprinkle in some sports and weather. The prerequisites. Speaking of sports. <laughs> nah, with the media, they just spin the negative because negative sells. Anything violent or negative that makes you worry, like, oh, shit, this might happen to us, like, it's going to sell. Like, with CNN talking about, they, you can tell they have nothing to talk about when they just bring up ISIS out of nowhere. Keep going. Right. Oh, shit. Or, like, the local news is like, oh, man shot here, man shot here. Cop did this, cop did that. Woman raped here, or people robbed here, or building collapse. All, all negative stuff works. Okay, cool, cool. Shout out to Ayo just walking the building. <clears throat> Not to take Ayo, focus AKA. off of the, the topic at hand. <clears throat> but I feel you. Elijah, what's your take on it? Ayo just strolled in with a whole refrigerator of food. That threw me off a little bit. Are those strawberries? <laughs> <laughs> you got thoughts coming over? You got a thought race? <laughs> 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 Man, just came out of nowhere, yo. Huh? Do they have names? The pickups. No, go ahead. Question was uh, what? Does, does the media portray your accurate Yeah, does the, media, does the media. Do you think the media portrays. Or. Or at least in good faith, you know, everything can't be 100%, but in good faith, do you think they act actively portray what goes on in a proper proportion or in terms of negative versus positive? I was going to say it's somewhat accurate, but not really. It's, it's more of a bias because when you portray things with tunnel vision, with the hopes of selling it, and you kind of dilute it. It's like uh, I had an argument with a friend of mine who's not black. And how you portray black people on this page. Yeah, it's true, it's true. And he was like, well, yeah, not not everybody's like that. And he's not a racist dude at all. But I'm like, dude, you can't really say that not all black people are this and that. When on your page, everything you post is us rioting <coughs> or burning flags or stepping on stuff or breaking mm. into stuff. Mm. So to sit here and say that's an accurate portrayal of us when you don't show the blacks graduating from college or the ones going through military, fire department or police department boot camps mm. or the ones running for politician, that's not an accurate depiction. So when you portray your city, your neighborhoods and whatever else in the media that way just to generate ratings, it's not really an accurate or a, a wholehearted portrayal of anything. It's more of a biased and it's a way of selling. It's not really accurate at all. Solid. Well, how you feel about this? Uh, man. Uh, are we talking local news or world news in general? <clears throat> Just news in general. Just news in general. Uh, well, much like Elijah said, there is a heavy bias. Uh, if you're conservative, you're going to go with the conservative outlet, and if you're liberal, you're going to go with the liberal outlet. Mm. I think it's really more so what you choose to pay attention to. And... Uh, 
if you don't trust your local news, then go online and look up news that is in your area that's more in tune to what it is you like. It's propaganda, really, depending, depending on what the, what the topic is. If it's black men being portrayed in a certain light, we all know the score on us. It's been like that for how long? That's not changing anytime soon. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to the news for information about what's, you know, black men and, 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 and race in general. That's, that's something that I, those opinions are made by me. I'm not going to allow the news to control or sway my opinions on anyone in my neighborhood or outside my neighborhood. That's weak-minded in my perspective. Um, but it is, it is horribly biased. It, they, they tell half the story. For instance, with the Freddie Gray situation, the guy who was in the other, on the other side of the median, the Washington Post, had posted an article that said that he said to someone within the Washington Post that he heard the guy banging his head on purpose. The guy shows up a day later, does an interview, and says, I never said that. And nobody came down on the Washington Post. They lied and just got away with it. So they'll tell lies. If it suits their agenda, they will tell a lie just like that. So it's, it's, don't, don't pay attention to the media so much. It's really just a game. It's always been that way. It'll always be that way. If you want real news, look for real news. You can even type in good news on Google and holy shit, you get a website that has just good news. Just good news. So, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I, know. I, I was like, yo, can, can you actually, is this, like, I've already, I, I, I just, when I hear the news, I just think it's bad news. Right. So. You know that breaking news is going to be something. Yeah. something it's bad. never breaking news. A puppy was born. Like, holy shit. I'd be like, holy shit, who gives a fuck? Me a puppy. But, no, I get you, yeah. The, or the panda gave birth. Right. You know, like, oh, like, like the end of uh, Anchorman, that. where that was like the big news. You know, that was the big Honestly, story in Anchorman, was the, the panda was giving birth. And that's significant. The baby but to pandas who? are beautiful, so. That Dang. actually could be breaking news if it's like a close to fucking extinct animal. And they gave birth. Like the yeah. Yeah, or and then they'd be breaking Ryan news on top of that breaking news. Another black guy shot down in a city that no <laughs> yeah. one gives a shit about. A guy that no Tucson, one knew. Arizona. And he's no now motives. a polarizing figure. No motives, no, no. uh no, no motives. motives. It's, I mean, you can run down the yeah. the, the checklist. I don't know. Yeah. So. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I feel like the the media does I feel like the it's absolutely I feel 100% I agree with with you. Um that the media definitely puts a spin on things. There's there's an agenda that they have to follow. There's a formula that they have to follow. We clearly see the formula every day when we turn on the news. We can we know exactly what's gonna be gonna be played on the news. There's gonna be breaking news in the inner city. There's the breaking news is not gonna be, it's gonna be either about if it's not about a murder or an accident or some kind of natural disaster it's or somebody some at political large. Someone at large, about, or, or um, something politically motivated, motivated, yeah. or a budget cut, which is a political thing. So it's always going to be something in in regards to to that. But I guess my whole thing is this. Also, the my thing is the truth within the media. Um, the things that we that we see every single day when we walk outside. Man gunned down. I was I was driving home today. Um, 
on 60th on 60th Street, somewhere in West Philly. Um, detectives had the whole place blocked off. White sheet, middle of the well on the sidewalk, middle of the sidewalk, laid up against a mattress. White sheet covering another person gone today. So like, how we're so desensitized to it, and I feel like a part of that is because of the media, but a lot of it is because it's just. We're used to that. Yeah, like, everyday, I was about right? to say, I'm just like, I had actually thought about, I actually had a conversation with my aunt, and I was telling her, like, I'm so desensitized to, like, murder. It's, it's ridiculous. And you don't notice it for a while. You don't notice it. It's just well, like, oh. Here's, here's my question. Else when, when and you in particular, when did you realize that you were desensitized to murder? When I seen somebody's like dead body mm-hmm. down the street and I was just like oh shit I'm about to be late for work and I just kept walking I like did not give a shit okay you know and then, now, and then I stopped I was like that no that's like messed up that somebody's like son or father or mm-hmm. brother that's that's a human life that's not coming back that's something's wrong here all right, now on the flip side of that, do you know anyone in particular, like an adult, somewhere around our age, that's still sensitive to murder or death? Yeah, I I have a, a cousin that can't watch the news, doesn't like action movies, doesn't like dramas. All they watch is like, like uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Everything what kind of, but that. Any, everything, just anything that well, she, she just likes stuff with happy endings and. Yeah, <laughs> that got you in the shit though. Like you just watch episodes of like Brady Bunch and Boy Meets World and stuff. Like that. So is she, do you? Would you say she's living in a in a realm that's that's like it's not logical to live in a world that you completely shut yourself off to reality? Would you say that's a healthy way to? I wouldn't say that's a healthy way yeah. to live, so to speak, because the reality is that you know death is around you. And especially, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of paralyzes you to ever being close to anybody because of the fear of 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 loss. Because you don't know how you're going to handle it. Like, eventually, you're going to have to get married or have a relationship with somebody or even get a pet. Like, and then when that that person or pet dies, like, you might go off the deep end because you don't. Mentally know how to handle that situation, so it's not. It's like you have to have balance. Like I feel like if you're, if you're totally desensitized to it, then that's a problem. But if you put yourself in a bubble where mm-hmm. you totally ignore it, it's, it's like you have to have a balance. And that balance is, I don't know. You have to somehow find it on your own. Like some people do it through like spirit, like spiritual, like church or something like that, or some people just. Find a common ground. Like me, I know now, like now I actually do take that stuff. Like I won't walk by like a dead body, like, oh well, whatever. I'll actually like I actually analyze that stuff type of stuff now. Speaking of uh which you know, it's crazy because if I were to walk around and see it it's like this human life is just so like just not valued too much anymore. Because if I was to walk down my neighborhood and see, like, a, a crime scene or a murder scene, I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. All right, let me keep on moving. I don't want no trouble, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I walked and saw a fucking dead dog, 
I'd probably be like, yo, this ruined my entire day. This dog wasn't bothering anybody. It's dead. <laughs> he was, and, and that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Like, I remember there was a, it was, and I, I reposted on Instagram, actually. It said, it was a picture of a cop with his knee on the dog's neck, pushing the dog's face on the concrete. And the caption said, this is the picture that white folks will say these cops have gone too far now. Because when you see like a dog or an animal getting mistreated, you That's will heavy. get more fucked up than you will see in a person sometimes. Yo. I forget who said this, but uh, I know it was a stand-up comedian. They said that if Africa was just all Labradors, they would have cured AIDS in like a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I met about then it was Sarah Silverman again. And that that just that I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like if you, if you think about if, if you ask half the people in our age category, yeah, what the saddest movie deaths are, a lot will probably say Ricky and Boys in the Hood. A lot, yeah. A Some lot of might say I, I'll probably say Cleo and set it off. Mm -hmm. Then everybody like, yo, Mufasa died. When the horse died, never understood. It's always a Bambi, goddamn bit. It's the fucking animal. spider on Charlotte's web. It's the spot. It's the <laughs> animal that struck you more uh, as a child. Allow me to interject. Like, when we were kids, when we saw that portrayed, right. maybe that's what it is. Because that's what, and it's still sad. It still stands, right? Because you remember that stands. moment. But by the time you became an adult, how many uh, how many people have you killed in video yeah, games? Yeah, killed in video games. Have you games? seen killed in war? I mean, when we go to school. That's what they talk about. Yeah. You know, the colonial age was just bloodshed. Slavery was bloodshed. This country was built on bloodshed. I remember in high school, Justin, you, you can attest to this, watching Titanic, and when the dude died, <laughs> I laughed my ass off. That dude fell in the fucking propeller. Yo, that's yeah, we talk about the propeller, the, the boy. Propeller. Yo, yeah, that, that shit was hilarious. Did. I'm sorry. If it was a dog, I would have laughed. He said, that was a bad example of my ass. But I, that was funny. But, it, was, it, I forget who it was. I was talking to someone about the movie uh, uh, Fruitvale Station. Mm. Oh, yeah, I watched it. And when he had, it's a good, it's a good watch. You should, yeah, you should watch it. it. No, it got uh, amazing critical acclaim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check when it you out. get a chance. Actually, I didn't well, watch spoiler it alert for anyone who yeah. didn't see it. There's a scene where Oscar is a dog at a gas station and he gets hit by a car. Right. And everybody was more upset about that scene than the, the scene where he gets shot yeah, in the right. back. I was like, man, that's interesting. What is like in freaking Will Smith's I Am Legend? I was about to I say the legend. same that's thing. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah. Like, dog lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, dog lives <laughs> matter. Like, Hashtag that. Michael Vick is still catching shit for his dog case. Yeah. And Ray Lewis. He, he completely turned the so like, society's view on pit bulls <laughs> changed. Because yeah. I remember a few summers leading up to that event, Pit bulls were biting people and getting put down. Yeah. They were talking about what, like, making them, making them illegal. Yeah, making them illegal. Yeah, they had a license to own a pit bull. Yeah, now they rescue them. They love them. Anytime someone white does it, that, 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 it's that, just that, interesting. They're the most important ASPCA now. Yeah. All right. So it's 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 interesting how how it uh. But we're gonna talk about. It's a lot of shit. For all those, the, for the visually impaired. Ernest is stuck in a chair. Ernest is stuck in a chair. That's why. They got stuck in a chair. He's moving away so it don't pick up. But no, like, animals are not cool. I'm mad way more than humans, which is pretty fucked up. So y'all can still, what y'all doing? Why is that? 
Is it because they're innocent? Because they don't have whole malice in their heart? Because they don't kill for for superficial reasons? What dogs? Well, well animals, animals in general. general. Animals in general. I would. I feel like it goes we back to kind of like what was the what, question? What what Haas kind of asked with the question of the media portraying things accurately. The media, like he, like he said, every time you turn on the news, it's this person killed that person, this person did this. So even though you're a human, you kind of lose faith in humanity. You kind of look at it in a negative light. Every time you see a dog, it's always this dog with the puppy dog eyes and Sarah McLaughlin just. <laughs> She's bitches just singing Hi. with this dead dog. I'm a white crying. lady. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think a dog, you just think of that fucking poor puppy that Sarah McLaughlin is in No, I will remember white girl voice singing. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about any of those animal Yeah, animals. honestly, honestly, between those commercials, those are the scariest commercials to see at 2.30 in the morning. I'll tell you, the scariest commercials to see... Are those commercials and the hi? I'm a white person with a little skinny African kid that I won't feed, but I want you to feed it. Oh, starving like, Marvin. That's those are the scariest and, commercials for me. And with those African commercials, you realize the person's always talking about fat as fuck when the kids are like. Well, it's usually that same guy. It's the same guy, whatever his name is. Fucking bearded yeah. man, bearded dude that looks like the um, KFC guy. But that's yeah. not the point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, before we, we get we kind of got off topic. We deviated a little. What bit. was the topic? Did, was there like a was there like a backdrop on the topic? Well, did yeah, we announce it yet? The question you just posted. There was about there was the, a uh, animals. Why do we the, care more about animals dying than more than humans? No, that wasn't. I'm even, just here to no, media. I'm, I'm here yeah, to ask questions. questions. I want. I just. I want the answer, Sway. No, no but uh, <laughs> I want the answer, Sway. Shout out to Sway. But the, the um, what's under your hat? Not you, Sway. What is, did you get? You got a fro now? Huh? Yeah, I'm about to drop this album, so you know. <laughs> I gotta have this, this struggle here. So, um, <laughs> really, no, nah, but but seriously, what what I really w- was getting at was, um, I wanted to to really get get you guys' um, opinion on something that was bothering me because, like I said, with the news and stuff, it bothers me, um, and I don't necessarily think that necessarily it's because of. The media, we know what the media does. Like you said, that's my whole thing. We know that the media is going to portray us a certain way. Um, But my question is, the things that are going on in our community that we tend to walk by and see and we're desensitized to. Mm -hmm. And when you have conversations with a lot of people, they say, you know, it's, you know, this is, I'm a product of my environment. I am, this is, this is the way that they made us. And, you know, you know the man. You know this is what we we ain't got no other choice but to be this way. Nah, that's, so that's, so hold on. But my my, my my question my question is my question is like overall like what do what do you do you believe that that we are like this like they they portray us to be violent where we're initially violent creatures or blacks are violent. Uh, we, you know, we're thugs. Are, are we born this way, or do you think that we're, there's a system that is implemented that 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 created us this way? It's a system, but then it's a system implemented, but then it's our own fault too, because we always tend to black people in general play the victim. Like they love to play the victim and say, "Oh, this is that holding me there." But if you take two sets of people with the same circumstances, one person makes the choices. To do this way, go this way, and do something good. Where this person makes a choice and does something bad. 
why? All right. So, all right. We're, we're gonna come back to that because that's that's interesting that you said that. Just hold that thought though. <coughs> Tell what you think. My name is Elijah Davis, and I'm a black man. And every black person is about to get pissed off of what I'm about to say. But I think there was a system at one point in time. I think there still is a bit of a system. But I think a lot of the system is within ourselves a lot nowadays because a lot of it is pointing the finger. And the fact that we can possibly have a lot more control of our areas and our households, first and foremost, you can control your household before you control the rest of the world. So the fact that we're not taking care of home the way we used to be back in the day or forever is one of the leading causes of that. I'm not saying that it's not a system out there now in place to keep us down. And we definitely have a few more hurdles to jump than other ethnic groups do, i.e. Uh, poverty, household, stuff like that, guidance. But a lot of those things that keep us down at the starting block are at home. So we never even get to the board because we don't get past that starting block at home. It's not that many men teaching people. Even back in the day, if they didn't have fathers, you had an OG on the neighborhood or on the block or something telling kids, yeah, don't do that. Don't don't smoke weed. Go to school. Do this. Now the OG is about 30 years old smoking weed with the young boy. He's supposed to be protecting. You know what I mean? Now uh, there used to be a time when there was respect in the hood. Now dudes are shooting up old ladies' houses. Running in their old ladies' neighbors' houses. So it's kind of hard to say that somebody's keeping you down when you've got so many things in your own element that you're not even trying to get up on the fucking playing board to play. It's your friend's cool to be dumb down instead of being smart. And, and the, sad part is, the sad part is that the media takes those little bit of handful and betrays us all like that. When really, I'll be the first to say I've had a lot of bad experiences in the hood. But even the dudes that weren't going to school or that, that weren't even, you know, law-abiding citizens never gave me that much of trouble. Only a handful did. So really, it's only it's, it's a small amount that really try to bring a lot of us down. And I understand there's a lot to go through. But at the same time, the fact that we can actually start a plan ourselves and start building our own communities back up and at least trying that is a, is a task a lot of people say. Oh, well, no, that's some coon thinking. How? How? When, when was it cool to start asking somebody else to come help your house? And they're saying, well, the white man needs to come and fix it. I don't want no white man to come fix shit in my neighborhood. I've seen the handiwork and I don't fucking trust it. You know, when, when you were younger, your dad fixed the ceiling when it was leaking. You didn't ask no white man to come in and do that. When, when the, heat, the, the heater or the bathtub was broken, your uncle came over and he fixed that. You never asked no white dude from whatever roofing company to come in and do that. So why would you have him come in and fix your whole entire neighborhood expecting their handiwork to be anything better than what we've, what we've been seeing? You know, it comes back to us taking care of our homes and putting skills and stuff into the community and building it back up ourselves. Because I don't trust anybody else's handiwork but ours. But I don't trust that too much these days either, unfortunately. That's a crackhead builder. Unless a crackhead builds it. Hell yeah, I'll trust that. A crackhead can do that. Uh, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. Let me talk. A crackhead for $20. I promise you, yo, you, if you got 30 crackheads for a dub, they will fix these streets. They, oh well, there'll be God. needles and shit, but they'll, it won't be no, it'll, it'll still be crime. But things will be fixed and they'll look pretty. And then we can just get rid of them and like just put them on a boat by twos and just send them to Africa or something like that and let it be their problem. 
That that went a lot of uh, directions just now. Uh, I forgot the the initial question. What was the initial question? Again? How do you feel about crackheads? That's not the question at all. Here's my thing about crackheads. <laughs> A symphony by a young man. No, go ahead. What was, what was the? I almost had a symposium about crackheads, but I. I, I well, the initial the initial question is, um, do you think? Do you believe that the the current state of our 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 neighborhoods, our communities, mm -hmm. do you believe that that is a result of an, an implemented system, an ongoing implemented system, or do you believe that? We're not being held accountable for. We're not holding ourselves accountable. We're not holding ourselves accountable right. enough. In in terms of trying to change that, and and do we have the, do we have the power to change that? Really? Uh boy, oh boy. I mean, that's that's a question. That uh, wow. Um, I I, I don't I don't. Well, I'll speak from from my perspective. Uh, our neighborhoods were predominantly Jewish until uh, the '90s. Uh, my parents moved around the neighborhood in like the, the 1988. In fact, it was because they had two sons. So that when they got there, the neighborhood was predominantly Jewish, as far as the eye could see. And uh, you know, it was it was a clean area. I saw photos yeah. from when we were kids. There was no trash in the streets, but I don't think that most <laughs> neighborhoods allowed that kind of behavior. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, a, a lot happened in the '90s, especially to uh, us as as a people, I suppose, uh, with the the with Reaganomics, the crack epidemic took the father out the household, pretty much destroyed what was left. Uh, of the American or African-American household and there are no more fathers in most of these homes It's a lot of single mothers and that's become now. It's become an epidemic. That's that's the word that they use to describe uh, low-income neighborhoods that are hit the households that are headed by single mothers they call it an epidemic and uh, I'm not I don't know if that's the you know, most appropriate word to use but when you look at the the, the statistics they do show that well-rounded children come from well-rounded households and uh, irrational children statistically come from female-headed households and i don't know where where that comes from i'm not i'm not here to say that it's women's fault but i'm not saying that it's not either i can't say because I, I don't i mean it's it's just statistics and sometimes they can be wrong sometimes they can be uh, uh what's the word uh Misleading. Mis misleading, misleading and also mishandled. They could have, yeah, disproportionate. Yeah. It could be a bias as far as who they're trying to, you know, sell this story to. But it's just a lot of questions that, that really can't be answered, you know. So as far as, as what we can do in our own neighborhoods and our communities, I would encourage people to just, you know, be as decent as possible. Uh, know that you're not on the home team. You're not, we're not really welcome here, in my opinion. I don't think we we're welcome here. We overstayed our welcome. I believe that slavery was the beginning stages of genocide for black people, but it didn't work. And so they found a way to work and integrate us within their system. But it's their system. It's been their system since they colonized this land. They left their home 
in search of religious freedom to come here. They then pushed the natives, who they call Native Americans or Indians, oh, right, which is right. which I, I, that messed me up as a kid because I was like, <laughs> Indians have the red dot, and they were like, no, these are Indians. Indians have the tomahawk. I was like, wait, so then which ones are Indians? It was like these are natives. I'm like, if they're native, then why aren't they? And why aren't we natives? Right. We're supposed to be Americans. I, this is before I really knew anything about slavery. I just had all those questions, but no one could really get They gave me kind of like the shrugged shoulder and the raised eyebrow look like. We have no idea. We never really asked that question ourselves. But we're not supposed to be here, in my estimation. We overstayed our welcome. We now feel entitled to a piece of this country, this land. We, we worked on it, but we didn't work on it. Our ancestors worked on it. Right. We're just working now to fund someone else's dream. Whenever I'm at work, I'm thinking to myself, there's a billionaire who owns all this shit and I'm funding his dream in this small position. You're but I'm a cog in the wheel. Right. I'm just in the spoke. I'm just trying to make a little money to get by, but this guy owns all this shit. And then I look at every corporation and it's predominantly white owned. And if it's in America, you know it's, I can't think of too many black owned businesses that aren't clothing, or, or, you know, anything of that nature. And even then, it's like, retail. how well are you really don't Retail, exactly. So, I mean, the game is kind of like, it's, it's not really played, like leveled in our favor. It hasn't been, I don't know why we're fighting for something that is like a God-given right. Freedom can't be taken away from you if it's mental. Physical freedom, I mean, yeah, you can have your freedom taken from you if you're in a correctional facility. But as long as you're not in jail, you're pretty much free in my book. Okay. You know, so. That's I, I didn't have. I'm not a, a, a expert on anything I'm saying. Don't listen to me. Nah, it's, it's, uh, it's perfectly fine. It's funny. None of us are experts, technically. Um, you said. Yeah. About what about like you would see a lot of white-owned businesses? No, when I was a kid, my father told me that all the businesses yeah. in the neighborhood were Jewish-owned. Right. And right, then when right. the Jews left. Uh, in the in the eighties and the nineties, that's when Koreans right. and Dominicans came through, and that, they got a lot of the corner that, stores and storefronts. That reminded me of, and it wasn't a true story. It was like a little story somebody put up mm -hmm. just to give you a vi uh, um, a visual of kind of what we're talking about. And it was a black guy and an Indian guy talking, right? And they were both, and I think business or marketing major in that, in college. Right. And the black guy was saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." Then after I get you know my money, I'm gonna get my degree. I'm gonna do this. And I'm gonna open up a business over here, over there in this suburb, out of town, in Miami, and do all of this. And the Indian was like, well, "Why are you why are you opening businesses there?" He said, "Oh, because man, it's where all the money's at and this." And the Indian said, "Oh, my my family, we always open businesses, and we want somebody to buy our stuff. We always open in your neighborhood. <laughs> so it's a matter of you know." People from out of town kind of mm -hmm. come in mm -hmm. and they take, and then people, we get mad and say they're taking our neighborhoods. But wow. first and foremost, would you, would, a lot of people I realize don't feel comfortable, black, don't feel comfortable shopping in black owned businesses. Which is entirely fucked up. Yeah, like I've heard people say, like, I don't like, trust black because it's a scam. We're, like, we're, we're, as black people, we're so skeptical to our, to our own. Yeah, scam. but I feel real skeptical when it comes to that. Why there's always a natural hesitance for, for some reason. Like we're free to buy from ourselves. I don't know. That that may have something to do with just conditioning. I mean, that's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That I'm saying it's a question. Yeah, I that think a lot of it is conditioning. I think like, we're naturally, we're not naturally, but conditioned to be susceptible to ourselves, which is entirely fucked up. So like, the whole light skin and dark skin shit. Like, Rihanna, all I, man, that, that, that mentality starts way back 
in the in the in the slave days. Slave mentality. We still have that mentality that because we've character. never on this continent we've never really given been given another identity. We went from slavery to integration. We we've never had an opportunity to like be. We couldn't go back home and get the books because all that shit had been torn asunder. And there's been so much radical change in the 400 years we were here working in this land. We'd been raped. We'd been mistreated, discriminated, brainwashed. So what comes out? We're the offspring but, of children. Go ahead. I, I'm, not, I'm not to cut you off. I'm sorry no, about that. Ahead. But that mentality's been here way before slavery also. Back to even when we were over there in Africa. Mm-hmm. Our own people sold us to, to be to, into slavery. Kings in Africa, in Africa, they had slaves also. But you know what? I looked into that, and it wasn't the kind of slavery that we're thinking. It's not the kind of because slavery. Because it wasn't mistreatment. It wasn't they mistreatment. Were, but it was, they worked they, for yeah. it. Every walk of life had slaves. We were like indentured yeah. servants. Yeah. Yeah. It, was yeah. the, it was before employee the, was discovered. The, yeah. the, they didn't have another word. That was they were just slaves. <laughs> the slavery, but the there's slavery, a difference between slavery, slavery and forced slavery. slavery. And the slavery <laughs> implemented here was just on a whole other scale. Awesome. That's whole other yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the Romans didn't have slaves on that kind of fucking even the Romans did. Like if you look into the history of the Romans, they had they they were built. They had a lot of slaves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But they weren't on. It was systematic the way it was here. It was like the destruction of a people the way they did it here. It was more. It was more of a a mental breakdown than a physical breakdown. Whereas over in any other country, it was just they made you somewhat submissive and they made you work. They made you scared to rise up. And even when Spartacus and his people rose up, mm-hmm. they all got slaughtered. And then for the next hundred years, they were terrified to ever revolt again. There was more submission. Here, it was eradication. And anytime someone stood up, they got the same treatment. Yeah, or worse. And that scared us to death. Worse. There was worse no one treatment. waiting in the wings when Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were shot down to take the, you know, take take the, the torch rings. and run with it. So when they died, the dream died with them. Yeah. And, and I don't think they were ever expecting to be thrusted in that position that responsibility they were just speaking from what they knew yeah. right. but whenever Malcolm <clears throat> X spoke he always gave praise to the to Elijah Muhammad which was the person that taught him he never took like full credit he never said I'm Malcolm X and I'm completely independent of the Muslim movement he was just speaking from what he was taught he just spoke a lot better than everyone else he was very convincing yeah. and charismatic yeah, he, was, he was a he was a he was a profound orator yes yeah. that's, that's what made that's what makes that's what shapes our leaders nine times out of ten is how profound of an orator you are. Like if you can get up there and articulate what and millions very well millions of, of people that feel oppressed mm-hmm. in this country, if you can, or mistreated, um, rightfully so, if you can get up there and speak for those millions of people that feel like they don't have a voice. And I feel like that's that's something that's that's major. Reef, you were going to say something? No, I was just going to uh, piggyback off your... I thought you were playing the game. No, I was just going <laughs> to piggyback off of what you just said. Like, even though this is a horrible analogy, but as far as orators, that's like how Hitler came to power. No, he, that's that's very true. No, He that's was true. a great... He wasn't like physically imposing, that, but he but was... Hitler, like, Hitler never got up... If, if you go back and you look at... I've read this novel. I forget what it was called. It's a great novel. It was about Hitler, and it was about Nazi Germany, and... Hitler never, if you actually listen to Hitler, a lot of the shit he said made sense, especially for that time. Hitler never got up there and said, well, he did say certain little things off yeah. the record that ended up getting, like, about the, the Jews and, the, and, and how to, 
you know, how to specify who deserved what. But at the end of the day, Hitler was able to, it was a reason why Hitler resonated with millions of people. Yeah. Well, there was also the, the, um, the, the, they they used um, yeah, you were low on resources. They used so. drugs too. Oh, <laughs> opiates. <laughs> nah, yeah. No, it, it was it was a tablet form of methamphetamine called Prevalent, yeah. and that was given to everyone in that society. Now, I mean, this is all part of allegedly part of the propaganda. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was like I mean that meth. He did cocaine. He was a pill popper. Everyone in his his cabinet yeah, did was, drugs. They were. I mean, if you, who can speak with that much? You know, for I, to be that yeah. upset for yeah. thirty minutes straight, just this. I mean, I said I don't, I don't know the language, and it wasn't subtitled. But at the end of the speech, I had my jack boots ready. <laughs> and my SS uniform. I was ready to kill people. Yeah, I was like, this dude is—he's—he's he's got like a, like to use a wrestling analogy, a Bray Wyatt kind of aura about him. It's just like there's this something about it's that, that, that the way that he could, Yeah, it was just a charismatic nutcase yeah. with a lot of good ideas. Charismatic and nutcase. a lot of and, and oppressed people. Will flock to that guy yeah. because he's confident. Right, right. And people need that. People need that to cling on to. People need that to look up to. Exterminate the Jews. That's right. And everyone's like, yeah, let's all do that horrible thing <laughs> at the behest of this psychopath with flapping hair and he's and a mustache. The perfect race of blue haired, blue, blue eyed, and blonde hair. And then he had dead. jet black hair <laughs> and brown eyes, and no one questioned the shit. They just wait. He's a yeah. cop block. You couldn't have girls around them. You know, it's like... It, it wasn't like, oh, like, what, five fives and shit like that? Yeah, it was like, man, this dude... And, you know, there yeah. was... Hitler's interesting, man. And he was a talented artist. Oh, yeah. But you, With you, all you, that being said, the motherfucker could paint. I'm about to say, he dropped bars? Like, <laughs> oh, gosh, he shit. could really... I mean, he was... With arms. Like, comes to mixtape and shit? Not, not, to, not to overshadow the black plight, but look up Hitler's artwork. Okay. I was fucking... I was like, I Hitler... Get Richard Don Riken. Get Richard Don Riken. But yeah, nah. I, <laughs> I apologize for, for repeating that. Get Richard Don Riken. And the third time we said, stop it. Stop it now. God damn it. Can you get a drum roll and a rim shot? <laughs> get, get Richard No, come on. Come on. No, he's giving it to me. Oh, get get I get it. Yeah. We need no, someone to be can. in charge of a soundboard. <laughs> get Richard Don Riken. <laughs> But I get crickets. Right, so, <laughs> yeah, you still get the crickets, no matter. But, um, but no, nah, but I mean, I guess that stems back to, I don't know, like, a, a part of me, like, in my opinion, a part of me, I feel like a lot of what goes on in our community, it, what, what upsets me is that we have to, and, and I guess this is just what it's really boiled down to, we have to have that leader, which is, it's, which is cool, yet it's unfortunate, because... We feel we we're to the point where we we're not as unified within our communities because mm. if you go to Jewish communities mm -hmm. or if you go to shit they have Chinatowns in every big city yeah, they so do. you know they they create their own they they create these self sustainable situations where they they make money they they you know they feed off of each other I mean they they 
eat, clothe themselves, they educate themselves, they send their kids to these different schools that, and, and then we're kind of shackled in within, within the metropolitan area and it makes, and then we're making a bulk of the money. We have so much purchasing power as African Americans in this country, yeah. yet we're so, we're so oppressed. Um, a lot of us, you know, with this, the, the, the black on black crime rate is a high one. Um, but at the same time, I also think that I also feel like this, it's like a mix of a couple things. I feel like honestly, basic, like candidly speaking, basic parenting. I was going to say something. Basic parenting is, I just got, I got hit with a book. I don't know if that means shut the fuck up or if that means (laughs) check out this book. Okay. So Mansfield just, just, just put up, just. Through this book at me. It's called Dare to Discipline by Dr. James Dobson. Would you like to, to in a nutshell? Uh, <laughs> I'm about four pages, four, 15 pages into this book. And um, it's, it's not based on race or ethnicity or anything like that. It's just core values, basically. Well, in, in, in speaking of what you said with, with, uh, there being a Chinatown in addition to Little Italy in some cities, right, right, uh, right. Little Russia in some cities, they don't look to leadership because they have philosophies from where they came from. Right. So in their land, hard work is stressed. That's just what they come here with. Yeah, We didn't come here with that. We were forced here and then stripped of everything we had. Right. So when we came through on the other side, we would see. We were taught under their rule. We learned in their schools. We worshiped their God. You go to China. They're not praying to a white God or a white Jesus. Their God looks like them. You go to the Middle East. They're not praying to a white God with blue eyes. Their God, their God looks like them. We're the only people who worship a God that doesn't look like us. We're right. misplaced. We have no idea where how how, how to structure a system. And I think it's because we rely too heavily on on leadership in some aspects. We need to encourage people to be individual leaders amongst themselves. Absolutely. Instead of relying on the NAACP to speak for black people, they don't speak for me. Right. Jesse Jackson doesn't speak for me. Al Sharpton can just stay where he's at. Al Sharpton, where is your church? Correct me if I'm incorrect, but is it not the Reverend Al Sharpton? Where is your church? But you know what? The community leaders that we have, the people that I would say are the pillars of the community, often have um, these nefarious ways about them. Some preachers aren't practicing what they preach. Oh, absolutely. Some teachers aren't teaching what they're off doing. the curriculum. They're teaching what we learned. And what I remember learning was that there's no such thing as a black superhero. Historically, the first black superhero I was introduced to, I think, was Black Panther, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the first mm-hmm. one to be published. And they're, and they're trying to, they're trying to stop... Luke Cage was uh, first, actually. Luke Cage you, was spoke first of, you spoke of Fruitvale Station. Yeah. You know, Michael B. Jordan is actually right. fantastic. They were getting upset about the black stormtrooper. 
they, they, they get upset they about a black James Bond that. idea. They also yeah. got upset that the black Spider Man, uh, what's the name? The the what do they call the damn thing? Black Human Torch. What is it called? Lightsaber. Lightsaber had the two things on the side. They got upset about that too. But that was the that's geek just, community. That's that's that was the geek community. Yeah, that's the geek. Geeks don't count. But what no, they do? We love oh, geeks. We okay. do. Um, but no, our first black superhero was, was freaking not okay. black. Yeah, that's a good question. It was, Luke, it was Luke Cage, and he was a job talking type Luke person. Cage. Luke okay. Cage okay. started off as a jive talking. Bank robber. They got his powers locked up. Who got, who, who got? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, who got fucked over by his homie because his homie thought he Luke Cage was smashing his girl, so, so he, he set him, him up. He set him up to get. Was this Marvel? It was Marvel. Yeah, this is Marvel. 1972. He his homie set him up and snitched on him. He got in jail. This crooked off uh, CEO or whatever set him up to go to his experiment. They turned the levels up too high, and that's how he got his powers of like invulnerability and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is, you've got superheroes based off of real black people. The mm. X Men was based off the Civil Rights Movement. A lot of motherfuckers don't know that. And that's one of the Very biggest. True. It's one of the biggest comic books in history. The X Men was based off of because the whole story of the X Men is they're mutants trying to find their way in society, but the society hates them. It's like at that time in the sixties when they came out, the blacks were trying to integrate. You know, against Jim Crow and all of that stuff, and society was hating them. Then you had Professor X, who was on some, you know, let's integrate with him and be peaceful with him, and we can save them. Turn the other cheek. He represented Martin Luther King. Then you had Magneto, who never hated Professor X, but he said, "Listen, I'll kill all these people by any means necessary." So he, he was Malcolm X, and the yeah. whole X Men was wow. based. The whole was based off of the black civil rights movement but there wasn't no black X-Men and it's like it was Green Lantern went to I think Storm came uh she came later. She wasn't one of the originals, was it? I think it was. It was four. It was Cyclops. She wasn't there. Wolverine. Wolverine was not No, it was Cyclops. Who was the big one with the big feet? Was that Beast? Then? It was Beast. It was it was Beast. Cyclops. Iceman. Iceman. Oh, that's right. Jean Grey. Yeah, that was the original group. And then like X Men deals with like the Black Clan Journal with their whole um, it was some curse or disease they had that parallel to the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, and Green Lantern back in the late sixties, early seventies, he was black at one point. Yeah, still with that. Where uh, he was, he came to Earth to fight something. I forget the storyline, but a black dude confronted (laughs) him. A black dude. (laughs) I don't know the boy's name. His name was like Matthias or some shit. A black dude confronted him and he's like, yo, I'm I'm a superhero. Like, why why don't you like me? And he's like, Well, why don't you like me? I see that you're doing <laughs> everything for the blue skin and the green skin, but what did you do for the brown skin? What? Dead up. <laughs> that's, and Green Lantern right, was like that's, that's great. Green Lantern was like, shit, well you got me right. there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the that's blue skin and the even they mean more. It's a shame that the the plight of the black man can be traced back to comic books. Yeah, like combos and cartoons parallel real life. If you think about it, with the subtext, because they're 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 created, and then they were all created around these times too. So it's like that was that was pretty much what it was. But like, 
I would, that's that's the big thing. Like it just branched off crazy because I was talking yeah, about because I was like, saying the first heroes in schools and what we would talk. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at your history books, I mean, a lot of the notable characters throughout history are all white, except for what Frederick Douglass. Yeah, the stereotypical. I mean, they talk. Yeah, the ones that the ones you can't get around. You know, like George Washington Carver. Yeah, and even then, it's like there's like a like a side paragraph, you know, C glossary for. There's a little subtext about them. And it's like here comes slavery, and then it's like two paragraphs here later, and slavery. we're already out of eight the, the, the four hundred years encompassed in two paragraphs, mm-hmm. and then we're moving forward. I don't really remember. I remember who was it? Rosa, not Rosa Parks. Harriet Tubman. That's one of the only names you, that you I really remember. You will never hear uh, Nat Turner. Nat Turner, you'll never hear you'll Nat Turner. You'll never hear Nat Turner. Not, because that was that's what that's, I think that's a lot of where their fear comes from. Their preconceived notions come from the fact that they know that we have the power to do whatever it is they can do, and then some. We're more than capable. The, the purchasing power, like I talked about, the purchasing power of African Americans, and I talk about the the inventions the 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 things that we've created the, the we the bloodshed that we the, the mm. blood that we have shed for this country the tears the, the the our children we gave away our children they sold our children they took our children away from us they made they broke our women families. breastfeed their their children as they were born they made our women breastfeed their children and oh, yeah. and if you're and if your child and if you, and if a, a slave master had a child that was, <clears throat> which has happened, you know, regularly, but if a slave master had a child, I read in the slave narratives um, about how when there was a child that was notably like there was a parent. I mean, it was obvious that this child was a mixed child. You mm. became Steph Curry. They would de- <laughs> they would decapitate that child. They would decapitate, and 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 they would decapitate that child, or they would they would um make the parents kill the child, and and these are all of the things that and then you look and then they made um they made young slave boy males young male slaves before they turned eighteen, they made them impregnate a certain number of women. I don't want to get the number wrong, so I'm not going to quote it, but. But they made they made them they made them impregnate a certain amount. You have to impregnate a certain amount of women. That's called that stud, right? That stud thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, like they do with like horses. Man. Like horses, because they treated us like animals. Like, right. You know. So so they made they made and then they made and then they would offer women. They would offer young female slaves freedom if they bore a certain amount of children yeah. uh, before the age of sixteen. So between twelve and sixteen, they had they had women born at least nine to twelve children, and, and it was it was just I think the numbers are I think you got to spread out a little more than that. But but they would they would make if you could produce that many children, mm-hmm. they would give you your freedom. But then when they give you your freedom, they sell you to another another slave and then owner. You do it all again. and then you do it all over again. Right, and there goes so, that word again. Freedom. So by that time. By two, by the third plantation, you about sixty five. Listen, nah. Sometimes oh, by the third plantation, you like thirty four with like you. 13, 15 kids. Yeah, it'll work. And, and it's kind of come full circle because now girls just do that, and you don't even have to be pushed 
Fast forward to the day. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to segue to that. I mean, like, we all knew that segue was coming. Yeah, yeah some, sometimes <laughs> when I looked at the slave narratives, I looked at, I was reading that specifically, Yeah. and I was looking at, and I was looking at the, the problems that we face today. That's right in there. And I'm like, wow. That's our all mentality of this stuff because is that's the same. our heritage. That's where but we come the, from. The way to beat us now is they don't have to force us because they've already implemented it. And this yeah, comes where exactly. we talk about the implemented systems and we talk about right, the, the conditioning, the, yeah. the brainwashing, the whole that we need skin. them. They made us introduce it to us. It came with that black exploitation movement. Right. And, and the man about... in the neighborhood was the guy who made the most money, had the most expensive clothes, had the biggest car, had the life. Had the whips and the, the chains. How about right. that? Whips and the chains. Like you would swear that? they were addicted to sadomasochism the way they're into whips and chains and shit around here. <laughs> but I want to inter- I just wanted to interject with a book when you said black inventions. For any parents out there, there's a book that Kareem Abdul Jabbar wrote called <laughs> 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 I'm Not kidding. Yeah, no, I'm white man. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. expecting that to be the one. Not kidding. <laughs> I'm not joking about it. We just this. we just weren't expecting it. All right, let me let me go with his real name, Lou Alcinder. For all of this, all that damn. Damn. The tall dude from the. This nah, is, it was two of them. Let's go with Kareem. Kareem, Kareem the Dream, making Kareem. He had a book called What Color Is uh, My World? The Lost History of African American Inventors. And it's a good book to, for your children. I bought it for my nephew. And it's a good book to introduce. Because it's, it's, man, look at the ratings on this month. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't no joke. This, no, this no, is you a really good nephew. Like, like, no, here, look at the ratings on this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, this is. Nah, I even looked at it and I was like, "That's really I didn't know we invented though. as much as we invented." Yeah, we have our hands. Like modern all. surgery would not be possible without black Dr. people. Uh, I was like, get Alec. the fuck out of here. Who, who, who was this? Who was the first uh, open heart? Surgery. Jamie Foxx played. I mean, most deaths played on. Right? Jamie Foxx. Oh my God. He had nothing to do with open heart surgery. <laughs> no, oh, he's he wasn't there. I'm talking about. Most deaths played. We lived in the ranch. But but seriously though, but seriously like. Like when you say that, like our inventions, yeah. um, we look at the, the the positives, and and we and it's imperative that people like us, like-minded people, like-minded people that also think that you know there's things that we can do to improve our um, you know improve our situation, improve our conditions. Um, I think about the fact that. Like we go, like we said about the um, the basic parenting skills, the smallest things in our community could change and, and, and could change major situations. I.e., we talk about parenting skills, meaning we could that you know how much how much that we can improve in terms of de escalation of situations. Mm-hmm. It, it goes into confrontations in neighborhoods. Confrontations there would be fights. Of course, humans fight, but there would be less of significantly less violence. Small things that we're taught not to steal, mm. vandalism, there'll be juvenile shit, you know, writing on shit, okay. But there wouldn't be the the you see the, the significance, the significant difference from 60th and Catherine versus second <coughs> Catherine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or University City. These mm-hmm. places, once you hit 52nd Street, after you hit 52nd Street, you go down to 51st, 50th, it starts to get a little nicer. You get a little, You can actually take your walk and, and 
<sighs> and inhale, look at the trees, and you not don't. Be, not you so nervous. Put both earbuds in at a certain point. Like <laughs> you take that one earbud out when you get to Fifty Second Street, like oh shit. And then when you get to like Fifty, because you never like, know what you're going to hear on Fifty Second Street. <laughs> if anybody asks you if you want to buy oils, just tell them, Nah, I'm alright, man. Yeah, I, I got just, some. You know these oil sales and shit. Will get a little aggressive now. They start grabbing the rest. But, but yeah, like but that's I, story. that oil market is is drying up, man. Not like but, the actual oil market. <laughs> that's a that's a difference there. But um, but yeah, like like you know, like like I said, like littering. Um, you got you know the problem solving, like the de escalation. These are basic parenting skills that could significantly drop crime in our areas, because honestly, we know that the system's implemented because we will do the same exact thing, or the police the police already expect a certain neighborhood to have a certain significant crime rate. Um, and a lot of these things are just, yeah, they, they come from a place where we're just, that's what's embedded in our head. Mm. And like I said, it's, it's strong parenting skills come into play because I listen to the same rap that these kids listen to or the dudes that's my age that's out there on the block listening to when I grew up. I listen to jazz primarily, but I listen to Tupac. I listen to all this kind of shit, and I, I, I watch rated R movies. I've seen violence. I had, my parents bought me violent video games. These are all things that, that my parents did for me when I was a child, but I also went to Masterman, which is the best public school to go to in, in, this, in this state. I was going to say just like that. I, like you, grew up on jazz, but I listened to hip-hop. Violence. Had vi listen, yeah, I had violent video watching. games. But I went to, up until sixth grade, I went to a prestigious private school. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, the, the the parenting skills, that's where it kind of, it, it, your core values come into play. There's certain things, that, there's certain lines that I'm not going to cross because I, I recognize the difference. Mm. I'm cognizant of the fact that I shouldn't be out here harming my fellow man. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Please, thank you. You know, you're polite to people. You're you're doing things that that you're taught as a child to stay the hell out of jail and just to be an overall good person. You know what well, I mean? My uh, observation to that is, in today's age, how do you expect a child to act when there's a child raising another child who was raised by someone who was raised by someone? They didn't have proper guidance. But see, this is what I'm saying about fast forwarding, fast well, forwarding from break the slave that, Yeah, how do you break that cycle when a child? Well, you got to start regulating pussies. <laughs> <laughs> you become the pussy regulator. No, no I don't mean like a guy regulating pussies. I mean the law has to step in. Like China, like like those, China, like they do and in I'll China. tell you why. To get your to get a gun license, and I'm not saying who has it, but to get your gun license, you didn't just walk Point in and say, right "I want a gun." Right? What, what did you have to go through to get your gun license? Uh, you have to go through a criminal background check. You have to right. go through you have to go through an application process. Right. Get references and, and things of that. Right. Things of that nature. Yeah. Those are all prerequisites to own a weapon. To get a driver's license, you have your license, right? Of course. What did you have to go through to get your driver's license? Bunch of hours of driving school, then pass right. a test, a regulated test right. to get that. But first, before that, take a, a, a actual written test or whatever. Right. The and those are all both covered by law. You can't drive a car unless you have a license, or if you get caught, you can't own a gun legally unless you get a license. To be a parent, the only prerequisite you have to have is a dick and a vagina, and that's it. 
That's all you have to have to be a parent. You have to go through all that to get a gun. You have to go through all that to get the license. But to be a parent, all you have to do is just put it in someone for 15, 20 minutes, depending on how long you last. And I'm not judging. And then you, and then she comes to term, she gives birth. And all of a sudden, you're a father. But a father's a type. Now, if the law gets involved, they could implement licenses to be a parent. And then that'll slow that shit down. You have to go to a school to learn how to be a fucking parent before you can even bring a kid into this earth. You know what? That's a great idea. You need to get a fucking but parenting license. I know that there's like such, it's such injust, a fucking loaded injust, situation. Exactly. Injustice. Like, how can you can't regulate my vagina? It's mine. We fought you, for this. Ah, fuck that. Because you know what? <laughs> Once you it. mention it, run with it. Because if a woman goes to and from what I've heard, I've been in that situation, but when it comes down to uh, child support and things of that nature, it's a very biased situation. So yeah, can you I come don't back need, for that one? You don't need any kind of regulation. You don't need any kind of regulation to have the child. But if the woman says he don't do this, he don't do that. They'll regulate what you can do as a father. Yeah. They'll tell you when you can see that child, yep. when you can't see him, how much they're, and they'll go off of your paycheck how much you have to pay for him. Yep. Because beforehand, you probably say, I ain't got it, but I'll get it. After you go to the court, they'll say, well, listen, you, you bring in 800 a month, you got to pay 500 for this child that leaves mm -hmm. you 300 for bills, mm -hmm. this, 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 and that. So, to be honest, I know a lot of women are saying, well, you can't regulate a woman, but they've been regulating men for a very long time. Man, we've been castrated. Nationwide. Well, this impressive. We've been castrated. Like, even for, like, for they, they were, and then And then they try, and then they bring into the, step, the thing of, there aren't, like I said before, there aren't many fathers, but a lot of fathers, believe it or not, actually would be there for their kid if it was if there wasn't for somebody building walls and roadblocks for them to get to their child well that's like welfare in the 70s when the welfare welfare lady used to come and visit right the father did not be there since mm -hmm. they didn't get max coverage mm -hmm. so the more they more times they came the less and less the father had to be there until he said fuck it i'm not gonna come mm -hmm. and they could cover for it Fuck it, I'm not going to come. Dependence. No, you can say that now. Once again. That's real shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, Bailey might have, like, a crazy-ass theory. But to be honest, that theory, if you're a, if you're a father... It's only it's crazy already, because it hasn't happened yet. It's already in effect for the most part. You know what? I feel like we going, we need to we need to definitely elaborate on on that in particular. I just took, I just took note of it. And um, I feel like we definitely need to get back to that. But, I mean, mm -hmm. in all honesty... Um, in closing, we're gonna we're gonna. I got a question for everybody in closing because we're gonna wrap this up. Who's Lance Harder, Onyx or Vince Carter? Is that the question? Hi, I've been wanting to know. It is Onyx. The, the it answer truly is Onyx. It's truly Onyx. Do your Googles. I don't want about Vince Carter. Do your Googles, nigga. <laughs> no, no, Vince still got it. Vin, well, he's telling me that Vince Lance Harder. I don't know who to believe. Oh God. Anyway, question, sir. The question is. The question is. Moving forward in our communities, in a nutshell, we're going to start with Reef. What do you think in the future we should do as a community? What are some, what are some, some legitimate steps that we can take to better ourselves? Man, that's as a community and, and, and improve our conditions. That is a Right, Just in a I nutshell. <laughs> Time's up, motherfucker. So my... <laughs> no, yeah, no, but seriously, in, in, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Um, we'll, <laughs> in a few words. That was great. Oh, 
<laughs> in a nutshell, we need a lot more personal accountability. Uh, we need hardcore values. Get back to that that whole notion of it takes a village to raise a child. Because mm. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, everybody looked out for everybody's kid. Like, you fuck up on the block. By the time you got back from wherever you fucked up at, your parents already knew. And you got 13 ass whoopings on the way home. And too. you got 13 <laughs> ass whoopings. Oh my God, yeah. The minimum. <laughs> 13 is. And if you had to walk by a church. And you fucked up on a Sunday. If you messed up on a Sunday, if it's 2 o'clock, take it out that hot service. Yes. So, Them big fruit basket um, hats. <laughs> we need that was that. it for you. Also, I think even though that this might be a little uh, prideful for most black folk, we can learn from other communities. Mm-hmm. We can yeah. take from other communities. He's the whole point, point. He's got a point on that one. The whole point of uh, evolution: you take positives from other places, and then you. Imply them, yeah, implement them, yeah. point to your own kind. And keep so, the works and discard what doesn't. Exactly. So I think we need we need uh, better role models for these kids. Stop letting, stop letting. Like I'm sick of seeing. This is not just. This is not just aimed toward black parents, but I'm sick of seeing kids just when they're going through like a mall or down the street they just got a fucking tablet in front of their face Mm -hmm. being raised by a damn tablet Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. be more involved with your kids like sit sit you know loving hip-hop can be dvr sit down (laughs) with your kids and and help them do their goddamn homework it it shouldn't be DVR though. If you can, if you have the power to not watch that show, don't do it. If you <laughs> you have it in you, if you have the gumption, if you don't know what gumption means, that's a, that's not my. You don't like if you have the, the power, gumption is a great word to not watch anything on 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 TV in this in this society. Don't watch sports. It's distracting. <laughs> Don't watch sports. Don't watch sports. I'll tell you why. Because it's a bunch of overgrown, over-testosterone men being glad-handed by under-testosterone men <laughs> who enjoy watching people who are superior to them in every physical way and just enjoying their accolades. How many people love LeBron James? We're not talking about respect his acumen, his precision on the court love this man physically would die for LeBron James <laughs> when they found out he was coming back to Cleveland that was the biggest turnaround I had ever seen in my life I had never seen anything like that yeah that was a they were pulling jerseys out the fire yeah like they oh were shit LeBron's coming years back ago. it still fits it's it's <laughs> you know the two like, and the three have melted and burned into each other years years four years ago, ago. Yeah. it's ridiculous we gotta wrap it up oh but yeah but the, the I mean, who controls yeah. this the wrap, up my, the wrap up my point. Yeah, the take take away from other. We also need uh, more programs, after school programs, 
you know, get your kids into more activities. Every time I see little Billy, little Jenny, she has on a... I go to North Caucasian High School, and I'm in the field hockey, science lab, uh, fucking uh, Selena Gomez Club, whatever the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm the president of that chapter. (laughs) But I say that to say this. Uh, Take care of your own shit. Don't be uh, shit. Take care of your own shit. There you go. Spread. Selena Gomez Club. That was funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say try and invest in our own communities. Try to keep the upkeep. Like don't litter. Teach the kids how to do, how to do better. Mm-hmm. Get involved with the schools. Mm-hmm. Definitely get involved with the schools. Like I see so many parents like complaining about why this and third, but all you come to meetings. Or are you are you actually like talking to the teachers, see what the curriculum is? Yeah. Um, try and get involved with the government also. <clears throat> like local local government, like your alderman, your yeah. like city council, the person that's responsible for your community. Hmm. Um that's so important. Let's see. I said invest in the new community also. Um stop being a piece of shit in general. <laughs> like I mean that that seems to be the common theme around here. Like you don't see the like <laughs> for other races, you don't see their piece of shit being broadcast, but ours is. And like, take control of your situations. Yeah. Stop yeah. blaming other people for your own mistakes. And if you did something, own up to it. Accountability. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> basically, what I said earlier, just you know, it it, it helps. Everything starts at home. There's nothing before home. We got to take control of our home and we got to teach our kids better, but we got to be better for our kids too. You know, it's, it goes both ways. So, you know, it's like everybody wants to go to war with some kind of police force or a government. It's kind of hard to go to war with a government when you got a whole community that's in shambles. And it's kind of hard to fix a community when you got 30 houses that are in shambles. And it's kind of hard to fix a house when you got a mom and dad that are in shambles. So... It's just shambles everywhere. The shambles are all there. So it's just God, you start at home. You start at home. You can finally, you know, it's a step by step thing. If you start at home, though, that helps and accountability, responsibility, and knowledge. Shit, like, like he said, if you have the power to not watch Love and Hip Hop, there's nothing wrong with opening the book or opening your mind when you go outside and learning some stuff and taking it in. No knowledge goes wasted. Yes, and open your book. Don't open your. Go legs. to your local libraries. Going, yeah, we, they're still they're, they're extremely it's, underappreciated. Yeah, go, but that's go, a whole other story. Book. Don't open your legs. Be, yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, and Just even the, and like I said, yeah, even, uh, yeah, yo, guys, guys, guys. There's this thing, right? Pete, 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 Pete. It's a thing, right? They're called books. <laughs> they have words on this thing called a page. And this this thing, you know, right by the fucking corner store where. Or the hair store where you get your weave and your black and mouths. Oh you can get one of these books for free. Holy shit. <laughs> for free. Very true. <laughs> that's a knowledge that's a knowledge bomb. bomb. That was a that was a knowledge that's bomb. That's a knowledge bomb right there. Bomb you should drop the mic on that one. Um, um sh- I was so enthralled with the dialogue exchange. I forgot what the uh, 
<laughs> yeah, in a, in a few words. Yeah, no, we gotta. Um, what what do you think? What actions can we take to to better our communities and and, and sort of push us in the, in the right direction from our current conditions? Well, we gotta pick a direction. I think that's important. I think we have to have an end to a means. Okay. We have to have a, a, a place that we, we, want, we would look to end, not just start without a finish in mind. Uh, everything that you guys said pretty much put it, you know, I mean, I can't really add on to it, you know, add anything extra to what you guys said. Um, but yeah, with parenting, I mean, that's, that's a responsibility that, that it, you gotta take that to task. You can't just assume because you have a kid and you provide them with a loving environment and you buy them shit that they're going to learn anything. That's, that's your job. Your responsibility as a parent is to be a parent. And not only a parent, but you're a teacher. And you're the guide. We need to maybe call it something else. Instead of being a parent, we should call it teacher. You're really that. You have to teach your kids Everything that they know, that's the first social interaction that your kid ever has. And I don't think people take that into consideration. The first person that they ever talk to should be you as a parent, unless there's a situation that has a special setup and y'all have an agreement or some shit. But, <laughs> and that's, that's more situations than, than not. That's more often the case. But if you can never, I mean, really sit down and, and, and look at your kid and go, this is, this is the small version of a person that I am. This person's going to be an adult someday. You're not raising the kid. You're raising the adult that they're going to be, to quote Louis C.K. That's who, that's who you're looking at. You're looking at an adult. How do you want your child to grow up and function in society? Do you want him to be that shithead who stands in line asking for Susan B. Anthony stamps? Or do you want him to... You never had to stand behind that guy? Shit is a, is a horrible thing to be, but go ahead. You, you never stood behind that guy? Or the guy who takes too long to park... Because he didn't, <laughs> or didn't fucking go like, all the way out in the intersection to make the left. You want to sit we, there and hold everybody else up, but that's we don't story need that guy. We've got that guy. We've got multiples of that guy. We never had the guy who knows what the hell he's doing. We and ladies too. You got you girls are need to be held more accountable because you want to be. I mean, they really are. The like the community wouldn't be nothing without the strong women in our lives. And I'm not taking anything away from the fathers. The fathers get all the credit in the world from me anyway. I mean, this is a fatherless America that we're coming up in. And, it, you know, earlier when you were talking about how the community used to, 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 you know, if a kid would do something within five minutes, everyone in the neighborhood would know, including the mom, that pipeline has died off. And, and it was, it, how, how fast did that happen? It was like the 90s were just, and that was... What happened in 20 years? When the 80s babies started having kids. Communication, it's community breakdowns, man. Well, they, they also said that the whole um, sex ed, sexual education has been extracted from schools. Yeah. That's and then the same thing with music as well. the community that we're coming yeah, up saying, in. Get, yeah. involved, like, get involved in the, in the schools. Right. right. Like, try to keep those programs alive because music programs are important. Sex education programs are important. It, it expresses all, individuality. Yeah, all activities are Musically, important. Musically, I mean. Music, paint, um, art, all yeah. that stuff is important. We need yeah, to keep all the programs alive. So it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that we can do, but the most important one is to actually do it. 
if nothing else, I mean, if you're going to have a plan, like I said, stick to it. But if you're going to do something, do it. Don't half-ass it, you know, a half-hearted attempt. Don't just say it and not do it. If you're going to do it, do it and mean it. And stop being shitty, to quote. Just being a fucking shitty. You guys, stop being a shit, a shit person. Stop being a shit person. Damn it. Don't let your kid get dreadlocks. <laughs> but I, I my, wouldn't encourage that behavior. The thing, the thing with locks is like, depending on how, or why you get them, it's like a, a, a right. Thing. If you had like, don't let them get them. Earn dreadlocks. Yeah, you don't you just get dreadlocks. That's that's like like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, no, in certain cultures, I got no, no, it's 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 like that's a rite of passage. That was a that was a religion. It's a religious yeah, purchase. Yeah, like, yeah. Your locks we'll, 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 we'll go on and go on and go on. We got it. Yeah. All right, so we should go on like a bonus round. Like. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, I mean, we we it's so much stuff that we could touch on. I mean, in final, in in my opinion, is really just encompasses everybody else's. Like in, in terms of, there's a mixture. We have to find out our direction that we have to go into, and we have to go into it, and we have to get back into the communities and and create that sense of trust in our communities. How many fucking neighbors do you actually know on your block before if you go into a old uh, to a uh, community, <clears throat> one of the suburban communities or any other community? Everybody knows everybody, and then you feel that tension when you drive through the neighborhood because everybody's looking outside, everybody knows you, or everybody knows who's across the street or who lives over there. And, and it's not to be nosy, it's not to just, you know, you want your privacy, but that kept their community what it is, and that, that's everybody stuck together to keep that community. And we have to do that for our communities. If we did that, if we felt safe walking down our block with people sitting outside, and we know all those people sitting outside. And that person, you know that your son or your daughter is fine walking home because this neighbor lives there, that neighbor lives there, he's a policeman that lives over there, he's a fireman that lives there. Like these are things that are important that we're losing in our communities. And to basically, to sum it all up, um, get hold yourself accountable. Hold the people accountable for, for what they, for what, they're doing hold people accountable for their actions we know there's a system in place but you do have have the power do not continue to enable victims that's my thing um we're not we need to get out of that mindset of we're victims mm -hmm. yes we do have a, a, a system are we going to keep talking about this fucking system or are we going to say okay what are we going to do there's too many people that continue to talk about the system and they're not saying okay this is what we need to do there's a great quote that that was uh it's I forget who said it, but it was uh, something along the lines of, it's not what he's doing to you, it's what you're not doing. There we go. And you know what? That's how we're going to sum this shit up. And shout out to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, <laughs> it's a good book. Yeah, shout out to... Book. Here's the thing. To the 400,000 people who are listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a, what? For, for all of you who are listening... Don't just listen to what it is we're saying because our opinions you may agree with, you may disagree with, but take everything that all the questions, if you're following along with a pencil and paper, if you weren't, do that next time in any podcast, but ask these questions to yourself as well. Be active, involved in this. Just because you're not here doesn't mean you can't take something away from this and try to apply it to your own lives. So definitely ask these questions to yourselves as well and have whole debates with your friends and, and, and loved ones. Any of your questions, you can ask us on the Twitter. Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter, Bastards Podcast, B-A-S-T-A-D-A-R-D-S Podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Um, illiterate bastards. Yes. <laughs> we are the illiterate bastards. Um, also, follow us on all our social media. Um, you know, and, and, and thank you for continuing to listen. This has been another episode of the Glorious Bastards Podcast. Stop being shitheads. Don't listen to Caitlyn Jenner or whoever that person is. Stop being fucking victims. And shout out to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And King Kylie. Absolutely. <laughs> you can follow me at King Kylie. And we like to thank uh, <laughs> our man. We like we like to thank our guest Mansfield coming through uh, thank you. and and thank dropping you, the gems on everybody. Thank you. And um, we love to have you back, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this was great. This was great. Next time we we'll order pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Pizza and no more shitheads. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's been another episode.